Welcome to the Mighty Emotions Podcast. I'm your host, Giselle. I'm a certified emotions coach, and I teach you how to respond better to your emotions so you can feel better in your life. My mission is to show you how to work with your emotions to become more emotionally resilient. Your emotions are not designed to overpower you. They're designed to empower you. On this podcast, I share what our emotions are, how to understand them and work with them, and the tools you need to reclaim your power and get unstuck from emotional pain so you can find fulfillment in your life again. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode. I hope that you are well Whenever you're listening to this episode, if you happen to be listening to it when it went live in February, or even if you're listening to it in March of 2023, I want you to know that there is a self-love challenge going on right now inside the Mighty Emotions community, which is my free community where I share resources and tips and helpful information for you to learn to process your emotions. And in February of 2023, I am hosting the self-love challenge. You know, February is the month of love and all of that. So I wanted to share tips with you as we move through the month for you to, you know, learn a new perspective, learn a new way of looking at yourself, giving you these activities and these action steps you can take to come more into a place of love with yourself. And it's a journey for most of us, unless we were raised and cultivated in an environment where that was supported. However, for the majority of us, it's a practice and it's something that we can achieve through these actions. So I'm definitely, definitely excited to be sharing it with you this month, every Tuesday and Thursday inside the community. Like I said, it's free to join and you just go to the self-love challenge tab and you'll find it all there. And if you're listening in March, it'll still be up until the end of March, 2023. So head to mightyemotions.com, sign up for the self-love challenge. And I can't wait to see, you know, the transformation that you experience at the end of the month. Now, with regards to today's episode, I want you to think about your relationship to yourself and self-love, right? Um, you know, what What do you think self-love is? How do you feel about yourself? And that can be a heavy question, but I really just want you to kind of step back and observe um, and not judge, right? Just step back and observe, not to like describe it or anything, but just like take stock of it, like take the temperature. Where are you at in your relationship to yourself? Um, and I wanted to share in this episode how I was able to transform self-loathing into self-love, which I'm sharing, you know, like I said, inside the community briefly, but I wanted to kind of dive more in depth in this episode because I hated myself. Okay. I, I hated myself. I loathed myself. And even just saying that right now, I can feel the energy rise in my body, like wanting to protect myself because today I I understand that I matter and that I'm important. But for so long, I did not believe that. In fact, I believed the opposite. And of course, that was a result of my early upbringing, my childhood, the insecure attachment and codependency that I developed because of the relationship I had with my early caregivers. I've also, you know, dove deep into how I healed that um, inside my audio course, Healing the Narcissistic Mother Wound, which is available now as well inside the portal. 
all the links will be in the description below, but I really had a lot to overcome in terms of loving myself. I spent years, if you know my story, I was a drug addict. I was a sex worker. I really felt like I was valueless. I was only worth, you know, what people could take from me. And that was, you know, my body in a lot of ways. And I did not believe that self-love was attainable for me. And I'm so grateful that I can sit here and share with full gratitude that that isn't my reality anymore. That that reality, in fact, it feels so far away from where I am today. And I'm so grateful because there's a lot of us out there, maybe you listening to this, maybe you know somebody Nobody can see how we're feeling inside. Nobody can see the thoughts we're having about ourselves. But it's showing up in the results we're getting in our lives. It's showing up in the ways that we engage with our world. And when we don't love ourselves, when we hate ourselves, the things that we allow, the actions we permit, the relationships that we submit to and engage with, they don't increase our value. Um, in fact, they, well, I'll speak for myself, the relationships and the actions that I engaged in, I did it to punish myself. I knew that those relationships weren't healthy, but I loathed myself so much that I felt like I deserve to be punished. This is the treatment that I deserve. And I didn't realize until years later through this healing process that that's what I was doing. That I was allowing myself to feel punished for feeling unworthy, for feeling like something was so wrong with me. I used to say all the time that who can love me if my own parents don't love me? Like who's going to love me if my own parents don't love me? That I would say that all the time and it felt so real, right? Because I thought these are the people that are the core and the center of my world and they brought me into this world and they hate me. So I must be unlovable. That, that Those were the thoughts that I had. And I don't know about you, but I know that there are so many people because of the people I've worked with, the conversations I've had, the space I've held, so many people feel unlovable because they understand from an early age that external validation is a need and when that need isn't getting met we create stories around why that need isn't getting met and the reality the truth is the need isn't getting met because the people in our lives are incapable of giving that to us but as children we're so ego focused we're so you know the world revolves around us everything has to be come back to us right and so as children we like well, if they don't love me, it must be because something's wrong with me because I'm unlovable. We never attribute other people's behavior to them, right? To what's going on in their internal world because that's something that we learn through maturity. But that is the truth, that their behavior is never your fault. How they treated you was never your fault. It had nothing to do with your worthiness or your worth. And so I had to learn that along the journey to loving myself. I had to first really believe that, agree to that. A belief is simply a thought we agree to. And I had to agree to that thought that, you know what? My worthiness is not determined by them. I cannot 
keep it connected to them and have them hold the keys to my worthiness because I want to flourish. I want to have a fulfilling life. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to get that, right? And it absolutely required that other people, other safe relationships were around me, that I had removed myself from those relationships and environments where my worth was being diminished on a regular basis and reflecting that back to me. I had to shift that around because I needed my environment to be safe. I needed to be free to be myself. All of the needs that I talk about on a regular basis, meaning connection, freedom, safety, had to be in place before I could start to do the work to really reflect and to really process. But even then, after I had started to do it, I I found it so difficult to love myself. I was so confused as to, you know, why is it so hard to love myself? I must be unlovable and kept going back to that. And I realized that it is a process. It is like a ladder. There's like a ladder of self-love, if you want to call it that way, um, where I had to start out by just acknowledging and surrendering to the fact that I am who I am in this moment, right? It doesn't mean I can't change, but everything that I've tried to do to reject myself and push away the thoughts that I have about myself has only caused me more harm. So I, I have to surrender to the fact that, okay, here's where I'm at. Here's the starting point. Okay. The starting point is that I I don't feel good about myself, that I feel unlovable, that I have these experiences and this evidence of that or what I believe to be evidence of that. And I also want to love myself in this moment. I want to learn to love myself. And so I had to accept that nothing that I can do externally is going to change the way that I feel towards myself and the way that I feel about myself. Because I was trying all these external things to change how I was feeling towards myself and it wasn't working. And so first I had to acknowledge like this external stuff isn't the thing that's going to work to change the way I feel about myself. I had to surrender to that. I had to give it up. I had to stop. And I had to say, okay, what is going to help me move towards this self-love? And along the way, it was like, okay, self-respect had to come first. I had to stop engaging in behaviors that were diminishing my self-worth. I had to stop accepting relationships where I wasn't being valued. I had to choose value over desire in my relationships. There were a lot of relationships where people needed me to be something for them and they didn't value me as myself. And I had to say, no more. I'm only going to accept relationships where I'm valued. It was difficult. It was challenging. But overcoming the discomfort of taking those steps and really began to free me. It really began to send signals to my subconscious that I was worthy of respect, that I did have some worth. And so after I moved on from self-respect and started to engage in behaviors that were respectful towards myself, I could start to like myself. I could start to find the things about me that made me uniquely me, that made me separate from other people. I could learn to accept those things and change the meanings of those things and decide for myself what those qualities meant. I grew up with a mother that told me, oh, you think you're so smart. You think you're so intelligent in an effort to put me down. And so for a long time, I felt shame come up whenever I would think about, you know, how quickly I learned something or someone would call me bright or someone would call me intelligent. I would want to run and hide and I would feel all this shame come up because my mother had taught me that that was a negative quality. 
And I decided, you know what? No, she gets to believe what she wants to believe. I'm going to believe that this is a positive. I like this about myself. I like this quality about myself. I like that I love learning and going after things and started to find the things that I liked about myself, started to notice the environments that I was in where I felt really good about myself, started to notice the activities I engaged in where I would walk away thinking, I felt really good about how I handled that or how I did this. You know, a simple example that I give inside the self-love challenge was I like cooking for people. I like making a whole spread and hosting a meal and all of that. And I would do that for my friends and they would be like, this was so delicious. This was so great. And we would all enjoy ourselves. And I would feel so proud of myself after. I would feel so good about that. So I started to like things about myself, right? And the final piece of the puzzle that took me a really long time to realize, but unlocked so much when I realized it was that I had to learn to be a friend to myself. Because so many of us are enemies with ourselves. We don't want to feel what we're feeling. We don't want to look at our thoughts. We don't want to face ourselves. In, and We run from ourselves. We distract. We avoid ourselves. And we're walking around with this fragmented body and mind, and that's not our wholeness. And so to return to my wholeness, I had to learn to connect to myself and to be a friend to myself, to nurture myself. And the way I learned to nurture myself is the way I teach to nurture yourself, which is to feel your emotions, to process it, to move through it, to allow them to move through you, to look at the stories, to make decisions, to look at your underlying needs and getting them met. That is the core of all of this work. And that was what helped me unlock a level of self-love that I didn't realize I was going to attain. I thought, well, I kind of like myself now. It's okay. But when I learned to be a friend to myself because I learned to nurture myself, and this is where the Mighty Emotions Method was born, when I realized that I can bring my body and my mind into harmony with each other instead of fighting, I unlocked a level a level of self-love that I have today that I didn't think was going to be achievable. And that was the missing piece. It's nurturing myself, right? Having that compassion toward myself, being curious. And all of us have the capacity to do this. But I think we try to go from self-loathing to self-love overnight. We try to go from hating ourselves to loving ourselves. We, we try to look at other people who we think love themselves, even though we don't know anyone's internal world, and we try to emulate them and their lives on an external level. And the key is internal. It's always internal. It's always in us. So it's about how can I start to respect myself through my actions? How can I start to like myself and celebrate and magnify and amplify the things about myself that I love? And then how am I going to nurture myself and connect with myself? by processing my emotions, by looking at my stories in a compassionate way, being compassionate toward myself as a human being, by humanizing myself. And that is how we unlock the self-love that, guess what? It's always in you. It's already there. It's just suppressed underneath all the stuff we don't want to look at and process. And only by clearing that out cannot self-love come through And it is so beautiful and so magical. And I'm so, so grateful that I'm able to attain it and then to teach others how to attain it. Because it's unlike anything you can conceptualize, it is something that you feel. 
truly intuitively. And again, it's available to all of us. It's just about learning these steps. So I hope that this episode really resonated. I hope that you can start to practice those steps. I'm here to support you on that journey, which is why I created the self-love challenge. So go to mightyemotions.com. If you're listening to this within February or March of 2023, you'll find the tips there. And I literally break down for you step-by-step the process that I walked through and how I did it and how you can do it and take these action steps in your life to unlock the self-love that's already within you. And you deserve it. You're worthy of it. No matter who convinced you that you were not worthy of it, here's a thought I want you to start to agree to. I am worthy just because I exist. I want you to say yes to that thought and choose that thought over and over and over because it's the truth. So thank you for being with me for another episode. I love you. I send you so much love and I look forward to sharing future episodes with you. Thank you for being here. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It would mean so much if you could subscribe, leave a review, share with your friends and family, and let me know what you think by going to my Instagram at mighty underscore emotions and connecting with me and letting me know what you loved about today's episode. It really means a lot that you support this podcast and I love coming to you each week with a new episode. So be sure to subscribe, let me know what you think and take care of yourself.